0: Welcome to episode number six of Play On with myself, Ashton O'Reilly, brought to you by sportstalk.ie. This is the last and final episode of series one of Play On and I thought it would be fitting to end the series with a county that I have adopted over the last number of years. (laughs) So for this episode, we travel to the north of Ireland to the home of the Moran County from a well-known venue for Down G.A., the Canal Court here in Newry. To chat with former down goalkeeper and all star winner Brandy McFay and former AFL star, all star winner and BBC pundit Marty Clark. You're both very welcome to the show. Thank
1: Thanks so
0: much. it's a first for play on here that we've two lads from the same club on React. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So how
0: long would you have played together, Marty?
1: Uh well, Brandy I, he's the only goalkeeper I ever remember for playing for the kingdom. Um mm-hmm. You know would have been involved in the club Brandy was always a man I, I literally can't remember another keeper there um brendan's a couple of years older than me so uh <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and then Did obviously got, got to play with him and um you know it was there's no question in my mind that he's the best goalkeeper in ireland on his um on his day with his with his shot stop and his voice um just such a class character to have around so we, we had a lot of lows with the kingdom we, we had a lot of relegations and um, tough games as well mm-hmm. but a lot of highs as well and this man was, was always uh, you know the joker in the dressing room and everything else and as the goalkeeping role evolved over the seasons mm-hmm. as well um, to see him various kickouts from the long bomb which was when you first started, yeah. Brandy will know more than me to, to then look and just have set plays and things like that so a lot of good years playing with, playing with Brandy
0: And so Brandy for you, what was probably the highlight playing with Henriuk then?
2: Yeah, we won the Division 1 in 2007 and this man came home from Australia and oh. played a bit of a part in it that night, yeah. So, you played a couple of games when you came home,
1: didn't you? Yeah, too. Semi-final and then final. Yeah. That John was against,
0: against Cuckoo,
2: was it?
1: Yeah, I got a couple of goals, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John was sent off, that's right. Yeah, I suppose, like, I didn't really get playing with him as much as I would have liked to because when he came up and came in the A's and went to Australia and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then you, when you usually come home you usually play a couple of games. Yeah. It's not as big as issue over there now. Yeah, was. there was there
1: was no way of telling. Yeah. You could just go out and play, and there was no feeding it back to clubs. Kind of that's filtered in now, where everyone mm. wants to tell tale and everything else. But um, yeah, but we, the 2007 victory in the league was probably still the, yeah. the biggest the standout moment it, of mm. probably even so. It's just definitely top couple of moments of my whole career. Um, and obviously now we know how good that Kilku team went on to be. Yeah, so um, you came home
0: and played against Kilku on the final and you just arrived back and it was in Per-Kesler, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. true,
1: yeah. So it was the first game under lights yeah, up absolutely. in the area. So it, look, it was a big game for the club mm. um, and we knew Kilku were good but we didn't know how good they were going to be and unfortunately we weren't able to push on because we deserved to win that night. Yeah. But, but look, we certainly enjoyed the, the victory. Oh, we did surely for for a couple of days anyway oh yeah yeah tell but, us
0: about but, that Randy <laughs> no,
2: but, but, but that team that we had in 2007 there was quite a few I know Martin was in Australia playing football in Australia but there was maybe five six maybe seven ballas went out mm-hmm. to Australia to Melbourne to, to work so right and we lost quite a few it's things. a big
0: blow isn't it for your club and yeah. it's not as yeah. if like you can just pull players from anywhere then you know it's your club you have yeah. what you have, you know.
2: Yeah, the on-running joke was that they could have put a team out in Melbourne that could have beat our team at <laughs> home. So that was, but so oh you God. just have to get on with well, It is what well yeah. it is. And there was a lot of clubs were struggling at that time with players and people going away and stuff. So yeah, we weren't on our own.
0: No. And we're here in the Canal Court, so I'm sure you have had many nights out here.
2: <laughs> many nights, surely. I mean, usually, by the time I get up this far, I wouldn't really. Remember too much it yeah. a bit hazy when it up to you. Right? <laughs>
0: and so would this been the place that the down team would have came, say after the games, or would this have been the main venue?
2: Yeah, it would have been, yeah. I would've been here for would have eaten here before games. Right. And had a breakfast and then if we were travelling away, we would have normally come back here for dinner. But a few times you might have had an odd beer, like but <laughs> uh, mainly in the season you wouldn't be too
1: wouldn't be too not yeah. too mad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would have, it- yeah, I would have always tried to keep it back down home if yeah. we were going out because Rightous. james james McCartan had eyes and ears everywhere <laughs> 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 he did need them to be fair to him but um <laughs>
0: if
1: if we had a really big win or whatever else um i would always been a fan going down in the coquille yeah. obviously where the local club is because mm-hmm. down in there there was never it was no fanfare or anything yeah you know everyone in there was just they might not even have known you had a game and brandy would have enjoyed that aspect of it as well yeah. a, lot of char- <laughs> a lot of characters down there both sides um religious respect as well so that was always when i was home in 2010 2011 mm. they're my best memories in terms of the social side after games um which is which, which i'll few, go on
0: tell us <laughs> you're laughing about something yeah well you, you might have been
2: yeah if it was a game on a sunday and depends what where it went and stuff you could have been in the, the pub even on a monday down <laughs> down on a monday or, and the lads would a the local men at the bar would have been sitting with the paper in the mouth and the paper and would have shouted over to me, Hey McVeigh, you only got a five, <laughs> you only got a five point five in the paper. What the <laughs> fuck me at yesterday. So you would have had a laugh. So it's only the that's the sort of crack it yeah. would have been but you would have obviously give your two Ps worth and that would have tooed and froed back and forth. But it was good fun, good you times. You can't
0: beat those times, can't you not? No, definitely And I not. think back in the club that's the best crack. You yeah. know, when you're back in your local, then maybe here you probably have your wits about and you're watching what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm big time
1: yeah
0: and so then for yourself um, Marty you went to Aussie Rules at a very young age you got scouted about 20 wasn't
1: it 18
0: 18 mm-hmm. right oh you made your debut at 20 years
1: old was it uh, I think it was 18-19 when right, sorry, w, yeah. okay. oh, I made my debut right sorry okay that's
0: I was shocked with 20 18 is just yeah so. had you even played senior for down at that
1: point no I hadn't um, and that's kind of you know at the minute there's a lot of talk of guys go across and they don't come back as good of players or whatever but most guys that go across have never played senior county, yeah. and then when they come home, everyone's expecting them to dominate. Um, but really, it's you're just the first year on there. But in terms of getting picked up, yeah, I was eight, I was 18. We'd won the All Ireland Minor with Down mm-hmm. um, in 2005, and uh, there was teams just looking for players. And luckily, I got picked up. and uh, Collingwood was the team that came. Uh, the recruitment guy was across. He came to my house. Um, and I ended up living with his family for two years. Oh my God. Which is a big reason why I played so easily, so quickly, mm-hmm. because you just train so hard. I'd never been to the gym before. I went over there. Um, so I was doing extra stuff and everything else. Um, the skills stuff probably was the easiest thing to me because I just love... I wasn't in the gym because I don't, I, I don't like that. Yeah, it's That's, not your thing. Yeah, it's not my thing. Um, give me a football. Let me train. Let's play games. Yeah, that i could do that all day so pick that up quicker but it was kind of mature in the body getting it ready for afl and stuff and yeah the resources at collingwood were very very good you know the people there you had individual coaching um the players unbelievable people um and then away from that, I could just go home and sleep and I had my clothes washed for me. I got cook for Derek <laughs> and his family did that. And, uh, Brandy, actually, you came across, didn't yeah. you? Um, did you, yeah. Yeah, he came second across. Season, yeah. Oh, wow. Year. I got dropped for both games. <laughs> <laughs> no, you played the first game of
2: the season. Oh, I played, home, that's right. And then
1: you got dropped. That's right. Oh, God, so. I must have
0: been Brandy coming over. <laughs> okay. <with> bad influence. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, it's fair to say it, it contributed, but, um, <laughs> well, but well, no, I, yeah. um,
2: I can remember his debut at home, like, and down in the, the whole lot of this interview probably just going to revolve around the pub. So uh I can remember everybody at home it was against Sydney, wasn't it? Yep. And I think it was uh it was the late one of the late games, it was quarter eleven at home here in the morning. Yeah. And I don't know what time it was over there, but the local pub, like everybody from the club and was in the front lounge of the Archways Bar is now closed down, so we were all sitting in there. I don't you your mum and daddy was there, yeah. And, uh, it was great yeah. great morning's crack. Yeah. So was, and obviously there was pints involved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the best part, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so then you so you played until up until came uh, home in twenty ten, was it?
1: Yeah, so I finished in two thousand and nine. I had a contract extension offer and then I had obviously a lure at home, it was Ross Carr at the time as a Dow manager. Yeah. And Ross someone who I had worked with in the Dow minors and he's a very um shrewd sort of guy. He had came he had, he had pieced together an incentive for me to come home. I wanted to come home um, for a lot of reasons anyway but again I wanted to stay for a lot of reasons so um, I think Ross kind of had convinced me that um, the the right decision was to go home and I, I did I had that little bit he had a job sort of we bit a sponsorship car and everything and then he Ross was no longer then involved with down he got let go in the interim oh my and God. James came in but Ross he honored everything he had said and um, when I came home then, it was a much easier transition.
0: Fair play to yeah,
1: so I'm obviously very grateful for Ross to that. But he's just such a down man. He just he thought if I was there, it might give down an extra edge. And um, yeah, like not too many people probably know how much Ross was involved in that. But he was the man that sort of got me back.
0: Yeah. and Before we go into the whole 2010 year. So, Brandy, is 2005 and you made your debut.
2: Was yeah. and yeah, oh right, you
1: yeah, were yeah. The before, were you? That's
0: right, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you were playing in the minors what, um, yeah. and when you made your debut on the seniors? Is that your debut,
1: yeah. Why? Well, what did doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know,
2: but I think when we were into the change, we watched a wee bit of your game, and I think it started the rain And Colgan scored a goal. Oh, scored a goal, yeah. That's it's
1: all unforgettable. James Colgan scored a goal. James
2: Colgan scored a goal, and I think for use one by a point or something. Yeah, they
1: were the All Ireland champions, and we knew if we beat them, we had a chance to win the All Ireland. Yeah. That's right.
0: And do you remember going out, Brendy, how you felt that day you'
1: I or? was himself.
2: I was nervous, no <laughs> points. I was nervous. I was on the field like with the all Mulligans of this world and always in the full four line. He actually scored a goal and the I think it was in the first half and I was disallowed for a square ball. Happy but days. I think only if, <laughs> if I was you know you know, looking for the referee, I don't know if it would have been given at all, so it was given us a square ball but I remember in the first couple of minutes a high ball come in and I just I happened to drop it and fumbled it. Oh. And I was like, Jesus, this isn't going well at all here. You know, it was probably the whole lot of maybe being insecure should have been there and stuff like that there. But it was only to later on in my career that, you know, you, it's just you're there and you just get on with you know. You realise, yeah. Yeah, the realisation. And But I, I can't remember that day. Everything about that day seemed to be so wrong because we arrived in Oma too early or about hotel for too long. And it just, I was getting, as as a, it went on to the afternoon, I was getting so, so nervous from time I got out of the field. Shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It, it just was, I can remember it for all the wrong reasons. I hate oh pre, pre-game. Is, yeah. Warm-ups. <laughs> everything, everything pre-game. Like I, I, I do think that, especially with county panels now, there's. they're trying to over-professionalise it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Every Every player's different, so why should you force every player to do the exact same pre-game? Some players True don't that. want to be there for a meeting. Personally, I don't want to get out of breath during a warm up because I've. This f- is a big thing yeah. that people talk
0: about. We even, like with the girls, a lot of <clears> people, <throat> people are like, oh, you need to get your second wind. And then other mm. girls are like, no, I'm not doing it. And like, you yeah. have girls that are trotting along and others are sprinting. And that's, it's like, what actually is the right thing here? Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, I actually have a story because um, I never wanted to do it, but I just felt you have to do it. That's it. Mm. Um, and one game over in Australia actually. It was like my second season and there's a really rigorous warm-up like tackling boxing everything else and I when you don't want to do it it's even more difficult but I was feeling all <laughs> well so I just said to the fitness coach I need to go to the toilet here and when I went into the toilet there was like four or five of the best players just sitting there having a laugh and I said what's going on here and they're like this is what we do every week like we don't really get involved in it and because I was so fixated on the warm-up every week I didn't even realise that these guys weren't doing it. Oh my god! Um, and from then, I always took the warm up easier. And then when I came home in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, um, like warm ups still are probably more than they should be, in my opinion. But for me, I just run out the ten minutes before. I mm-hmm. I don't want to waste energy or stretch yeah. or anything like that. And I understand guys do. Let them do that. But I I understand totally what you're saying for your debut. It probably would have been better for you to turn up an hour before the game because yeah. a goalkeeper, particularly, it. you know your role, like you know yeah. what you have to do. Um, but I, I never wanted to get out of breath in a warm up after that because I, I was saying like these are our best players here, yeah, and that these guys know what they need to do. The game's two hours long in AFL. Why do you need to be spending energy forty minutes before it? Like, so that that was just my theory behind it. I know there will be sports scientists giving you the answer why they do yeah. it, but.
0: It is different for everyone, even if a sports scientist is telling you whatever, it might and still match what you think to what Brandy thinks. Exactly. Or, you know.
1: Each and team. then yeah. And then I think like it should be everyone can come up to two hours before it to do their own thing, and then there's a meeting maybe 40 minutes before the game, and then you do a collective warm-up and you can have it at whatever intensity you want. Yeah. That's what I try and do. I'm in coaching now, and I do try and create that kind of environment for guys rather than just forcing them to do the one thing.
0: And who are you coaching now then?
1: Uh, St. John's. So oh, yeah. my, it's my brother's team. He moved there. It's about 45 minutes from club, but he married a girl there. And uh, obviously I'm not playing anymore. So it was, I'm just in there. I seen you last year um,
0: and you knocked from Gath out of the championship. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah my yeah, boyfriend was on that team now. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, we were fortunate um, to win that game. And then we, we lost to the winners, claim. But yeah, yeah management and, and coaching is a different ballgame altogether. I'd together, say, yeah.
0: I'd say it's not for everyone. I'd say you either have it or you don't in a manager. You know, not every player will go on to do yeah. management.
1: Yeah. Have you ever thought much about it? Well, I'm, I'm helping our boys this year uh, as, as a
2: more or less selector. Like, but you know, yeah, very good. Yeah.
0: Are you looking forward to it, Brandy?
2: It's going to be different for me, you know, mm. because I've played with quite a few of the boys that are that are there at the minute, and they probably see me as the character and the crack wise. But I'm probably going to have to roll up my socks and <laughs> give, you know, a bit maybe a bit stricter. Not I don't mean stricter, but maybe have a different relationship with them sort of guys yeah. I would have had in the past. Obviously, they know when I'm having the crack, I'm having the crack, when to be serious, yeah. be serious as well. Like, But as I said to you before, my passion is goalkeeping. Like, I, I could train goalkeepers every day of the week. I, I love that because I'd love, still love to be doing it myself. But uh, that's, that would be my thing. There yeah. was a young fella down at the club, and he's he's been with me, training with me since he was 15. So I like to see him, enjoying the, seeing his progression. So, yeah.
0: And a, who's that now?
2: This young fella called Stephen Dorn
0: right and he's a goalie at the moment I think he's a
2: goalie at the moment yeah
0: right okay so, and you've had it you've been sort of watching
2: him go yeah from well in pre-seasons and stuff when i was training myself you know like pain that nobody would see when you go out to the field yourself i always would have took him with me ever since he was young oh, God. so he would have come with me so now he he's progressed on now to be the senior goalkeeper so oh, that's brilliant a that's a nice story yeah i know yeah i think he could go on to do a wee bit more so i'm trying to be in his ear as well
1: so yeah days, I, I, you did, need I remember that. like at training obviously club level and that if if you were doing a shooting drill where obviously there's going to be goals scored if he scored past brandy every goal hurt him um (laughs) like you would hear him curse or punch the ground or whatever but that was the standards that he set yeah um and then i suppose it all came together 2010 the year he had if if people go back and actually watch the influence brandy had from a shot stopping point of view it's obvious but then everything else as well like that mentoring side of it, talking from the back, kickouts. Um, just a class goalkeeper. So definitely um, Stevie Dorn's a lucky man. So I'll have him on board, you know.
0: Definitely. <laughs> and 2010, that's 10 years ago now. That probably feels madness to the two of you. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Blink of an eye.
2: Yeah. And do you an still show, have yeah.
0: people coming up and saying it to you? They would do,
2: yeah. They would <laughs> do. And I still, I, still, I still would hurt you, like. Yeah, I'm still think a bike. There's times you'd be driving along. It was one point, wasn't it? Yeah, and you would maybe. I would bang the dashboard, but you have to sort of try and forget about it because it's still to this day you'd bang yeah, the dashboard. I would, yeah, I would. Certain circumstances, certain things, and for sure, probably, it probably wouldn't go. away, I don't think it'd go away too easy, like no. But mm-hmm. like
0: I suppose, Down had been in an All Ireland final. I think it was '94, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like yeah. Some Mickey Linden and that, and. 2010 to get to the all-ireland final was just you'd only come home so yeah for you to arrive back and to be it must have been crazy to think you're in an all-ireland final
1: <laughs> it was um but I, I think there's a kind of it's, it's quite unfair sometimes you hear it was like a flash in the pan kind of um team or whatever else but the team itself was just there was so much quality in the team um our defence allowed our attacking players who people remember the likes of Benny, Danny Hughes, mm. Rooney Murder coming on, Paul McComiskey They're the players people remember, but our defence um with Brandy um behind them was so solid. Yeah. Isaac D. Rafferty, Connor Garvey, um uh who had we here? Dan Gordon, Deaky Rooney. Yeah. Like these are guys that probably people won't stick out to people who are watching that but they allowed us to just be so creative and not have to maybe track back as much or, yeah. or whatever and when you get on a roll through the qualifiers you just expect to win we expected yeah. to win that all, all ireland like there was no doubt in my mind going into court that we were, weren't going to win that game um i suppose uh, uh the longer it goes on the, the harder it is to take you know you think is there anything i could have done different and because yeah. I suppose with an all Ireland, no. like it's just the ability to be able to say you have won an yeah. all Ireland. It's yeah. not the medal or them things aren't important. It's just being able to say, look, I'm the same as the ninety fourteen, the ninety. 90- yeah. We've won it, and um, to be very close and not get it, it does. It it is. It definitely it does hurt me, and I didn't think it ever would because back then it didn't. Mm. I was just like, we can get here again next year. So or as
0: time goes on, it's get h- gets harder.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, yeah, it does. Those there's people still when they like me were working in the people's houses and stuff. That's are if they're GA minded. That's that's what they want to talk about and want to talk about. That must do any. your head in, does it? Ah, there's times you're not in the mid for it at all, and there's other times you can have to have the crack. But generally, yeah, when you go out to the van and you're on your own, you're safe. <laughs> you <know>, yeah.
0: <laughs> I actually, I read an article there um just a few days ago before we were obviously going to be doing this, and it was an interview you had done just before a few days before the All Ireland. I think it was. And you were saying that, oh, I'm not having the best year now in goals. I'm probably not playing the best I could be playing. But the lads in front of me are the reason. And then you go on and get an all-star that year. Yeah. And you hear everyone else saying what they say. But you're like, no, I wasn't having a good year.
2: No, but, <laughs> but if, I don't know. was a whole lot of factors would probably add into that. It made a few saves, all right, yeah. But there at times, things wasn't maybe going high balls or maybe going astray and stuff. You know, you set yourself a level you want to be trying to be punched above that at all times and there was times I didn't think it was but there's a few occasions I've made a couple of saves and it turned out to be vital saves at a time yeah
0: and where did you get that from was it parents or somebody looked up there
2: no it was probably just it was always me because ever since I was a young fella I always like I in the 91 and 94 campaigns like my parents would have took me up to even watch down training so so they did as well so (laughs) we would have been well and truly on the bandwagon yeah i would have been standing behind the goals watching neil collins and was pat done on 91 he was a subkeeper on on 94's eamon Connolly and i always would have watched them and i always wanted to and then when neil collins saved the penalty from charlie redmond in 94 i always said to myself jesus i'd love to be here i'd love to be here you know as a a (laughs) you'd like to do that i'd love to do that yeah so that was that was ingrained for me back then like I'm yeah. sure, remember when you were, I don't
1: know what age you were, what were you, 9 or 10 or something, maybe even younger, you could have named a, yeah, a no, was it. Yeah. That was his party piece. A, there was a big influence <laughs> That <laughs> was, was his party piece party when piece. he was a kid. <laughs> but like, I, think, I think with every kind of great um, player in any position, you only see glimpses when you're looking on from afar. You know, even like so Colin Cooper, I chat to the Kerry boys, especially yeah. guys who played in the club level, and they say, you've only seen a tenth of what that man can do. And that's why, obviously, I have so much respect for Brandy because at training, you're hitting pile drivers into the top corner and he's tipping them away. You see so much of the player when you're playing at that club level and then you train with them at county level. And they got down team that got to the All-Iron final. The quality, like even Mark Poland, um, who I know he's only finished playing, but some of the passes he'd be making at training, um, some of the runs that Benny would be doing, how intelligent. Because you're working with them from that season started probably De- January or maybe December, mm. right through three trainings a week until the All-Ireland Finals the third week of September. Like, you get to see how everyone's qualities because you're with them so long. And I suppose maybe the public only get to see um, two or three games yeah. a year of that. But you just you get so much respect for, for everybody's talents and, and what they bring to the squad. And I suppose that's what you miss about yeah. playing on squads, like that, even at club level.
0: So do you miss it all now then? playing county well
2: i'm probably miss more playing for the club than i do for the county because like you're lifting a a bag since you're like seven or eight years of age going to trainings and you're no longer doing that anymore it's
0: hard i say, to mentally it is it's very
2: very tough i found it personally very very tough Mm. i couldn't even i couldn't go to watch games i it was like how i would explain it would be like courting a woman for 35 years and then sitting back and watching somebody else courting her (laughs)
1: <laughs> but, but you know, you know what I mean. And you My put them up to it, yeah, still yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, that's
2: that's it was like that's all you ever. That's all I ever wanted to do was all you know. Yeah, all you ever know. And even when the people's houses now, I'm seen as that you're the goalkeeper, but I'm but I'm not the goalkeeper anymore, and that was tough for me to take because that's, that's that was you know a different chapter. You know, obviously yeah. I've done it, and that's always all I wanted to do. But whenever that sort of door closed, it was, geez, what was what to do now? Or what's the story here? And no, I found that very hard. Like, I that very, very, very hard. Yeah. Extremely hard.
0: Mm-hmm. You got the chance to retire. You, you made the decision, yeah. making that decision. How did you come to it? Did you think, oh, no, I have another year in me? or well, for, the, for the club? Yeah. Well, well, yeah.
2: We were beating in an intermediate final and it didn't sit well on me because that was the second one I was beating. And from all I was thinking of it was, Jesus, I'm making these finals, I keep on getting beat. Is it worth it? The aftermath of it, you know, you're... Banging your head against the brick wall, you're doing this stuff, and you're. I know it shouldn't come to you, you shouldn't get it just because you've been in these finals, but it just seemed to be any final I was getting, I was getting beaten. So I said, I can't take this no more. So I said, it's affecting me around the house and everything. Said, no. It wasn't your
0: ability then, it was just you. You thought yeah. mentally, I can't, you yeah, can't, I can't keep doing this.
2: I can't keep doing this anymore. Keep, get so many knockbacks, you just said, right, nah, I've had enough.
0: Yeah. And obviously, then for yourself, Marty, you didn't get the chance to make that decision. You, you picked up a disease or an illness Yeah. Yeah. when you got home. So you went yeah. back to play two years, and after you'd won the 2010, you did 2011. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then I got went back across to Australia for three years, but kind of the second or the start of the third year um, of that, I just felt terrible um, physically. Um, I knew because we were training at such a high level that something wasn't right because I only ever training 90 100 percent um everything's flat out gym whatever it was and i knew the harder i tried the worse i felt so i knew something was going on but to try and tell a professional club when you're playing poorly i'm trying my hardest here it doesn't really work out that way but thankfully the doctor um at the club listened to me and my wife who was a Well, she wasn't my wife then, Um, Anna's my girlfriend, and she's a doctor also, so they were able to piece together, because they know that I'm not not lying, like, you know, I'm I'm feeling terrible, I couldn't put my finger on it. And then I got um, diagnosed with Addison's disease, Um, so I I had played about maybe three months of reserves with with the condition, the Collingwood reserve team, and that was kind of probably the toughest part. Um, up my sporting career that I was playing so poorly even for a reserve team yeah I had no energy and I was getting abused by my own supporters saying what are you doing you know I, I literally couldn't run and the coaches were questioning like it was a homesick whatever it was and that was tough you know
0: and you didn't know what it was at I didn't point. know what it
1: was and then I got my diagnosis and I feel good now day to day I'm able to run and whatever I want to do but and I went back and played for the kingdom a couple of times um for a couple of years sorry but I just didn't I've never been able to piece it together. My confidence took a serious hit mm. for that three months where I was playing with the condition. Um I like I literally wasn't fit and the reserve standard isn't the highest. Yeah. Um but because I was in my head my standards were high and I was only performing at a certain level, it really did affect me. Like always. Um I had great support from Anna. She's the only one that really understood. Yeah. Um, how difficult it was for me to be basically the worst player, (laughs) the worst player in the team and everything else. And then I think that affected my decision not to play or attempt to play for down as well, because obviously there's expectation um, attached and whether you've Addison's disease or one leg, if you're putting yourself up to play for down and you're not playing well, I think there was a fear there for myself that um, I would maybe tarnish what I had and um, had achieved and everything else. So, it was it it was difficult but I personally don't have any regrets um about not playing I think I had a a really great career I did it the right way and for my own health I have been advised that um even club level it is a big push you know it'll be tough to do but I'm just grateful I can still train in my own terms you know and then go into management
0: so you do do you do a bit yourself then you can still do a small bit yourself no I can
1: like I can still and as I said as I said like and Brandy will know as well, I only ever, when I'm training, I have no interest in going for a jog. It has to be, has to be red zone stuff for me. And yeah. <laughs> Anna always, she gives out to me, but that's just who, the way I was going yeah. up as well. And then at Collingwood, you had to do that at Down, you had to do that at the club. I always tried to set the standard too. Um, and now, even though I have to take a bit of medication before I do it, I'll still go out and, and push myself that way. Um, so I'm so pleased I'm able to do that because, yeah. you know, if I hadn't got that and a lot of people are worse off, then, you know, that would be tough.
0: So obviously your manager must have had a huge role to play in how well he's did in 2010. James McCartan, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously James is massive down figure. Still involved with with the team's um, minors, under 20s. Probably have a go at seniors again some stage. Yeah. Um, I think one of his main strengths was bringing people in. Um, he was hands-off, in a way, in that Paddy Talley was the main trainer. Um, you had Brian McIver, who would have a big influence with relationships with the players. That was a br- brilliant move by him. And then we had Jerome Johnson as well, who's Michael um, cocoon man. His sons are currently starring for the No No Jerome Johnson, isn't he?
0: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So James was very smart in... He wouldn't. his voice wouldn't be the only voice around but when the big moments came pre-game or at halftime then he would come in and you would, you would sort of take a step back and listen to what he had to say but um, he's a unique way about him um, for sure <laughs> um, but obviously the respect that he had because of his playing days and then um, you know he would some great theories and ideas as a manager as well so He's a big reason why we, we made it there, and he, he would have good relationships with most of the players still.
2: I would surely, yeah. yeah. He's he a good, good crack at times, and, but mm-hmm. sometimes it was strange. Sometimes <laughs> it was a bit strange. He didn't know what he was thinking in his head. Mm-hmm. He would come up and stand and look at you with a baseball cap on that would, wouldn't have been on anyway, normal. It might have been sitting away from there. He would look at you to talk to him was thinking, What's going through this man's head?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so, obviously, with a manager, you have to have that like management skills, but also they you want to be able to go to him if you have a problem wouldn't have the crack at the same time was he that person you could maybe pick up the phone or
2: i don't know your
1: phone no nope. <laughs> i received a few though <laughs> are you all right martin <laughs> <Are you laughs> Why? Alive, why martin? was that are you alive uh, you just, didn't turn
0: up to train or something
1: <laughs> um i always made it but it was Frenchman. kind of it was a, it was a I suppose it was a unique situation that i had been playing professionally um in australia and then i came back in I hadn't had summer I hadn't had a summer in Ireland in four years. Oh. And when you're living overseas, the only thing you feel you're missing out on is summer. Um, yeah. they're they're what you hear from your mates who are doing X, Y, and Z. So I wanted to be part of that. Um, but obviously I needed to be disciplined and um sometimes I wasn't disciplined and <laughs> James was always there to, to say, look, uh, we've we've training or whatever else like but uh now he was good that way, he always would have kept it quiet and just sort of advised yeah. <laughs>
2: Remember we we're down the City West for a training weekend.
1: That's right. And Martin
2: missed his lift. <laughs> oh. Martin missed his lift so we arrived down the city west and Martin wasn't there. And I was rooming with his John and John was panicking, or Martin, our Martin. Martin, I said, Will you shut up, John? Will you he'll you, be you, here at some stage? So anyway, the next morning into the, the gym, all the lads went down to the gym and this man was on the treadmill. He made it down to Dublin. And I was on the treadmill. I was run the fastest in the treadmill. Run the longest, and all this kind of crack, and nobody could. Or so then, then they, no one could were, say
1: nothing to you. <laughs> yeah, how <laughs> did he <laughs> <laughs> He just appeared. Yeah. So what happened
0: there,
1: Mary? Tell us. <laughs> uh, I, that was twenty eleven. So uh, the year after, and um, we had a club game. So sort of the night before, and <laughs> I, as Brandy said, I forgot. I forgot my lift, and then I uh, you forgot your lift. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was able to get a lift down to the hotel. Um in the middle of the night and then I just <laughs> found out snooking. My room snooking yeah. in and then just got involved with the training. So um yeah, look, I suppose <laughs> I suppose <laughs> just got a lift like from from <laughs> Cranfield till City West and Dublin, just picked up a lift. <laughs>
0: Tomin on the side of the road there. That was
1: it, like so um yeah, always uh there's a few bits and pieces that got, that that were going on, but by and large we, we did have a really good um a really good sort of team in that respect yeah. i felt even the likes of Brandy and older lads like danny hughes roney they, they knew that i was important to the team because um i was i was bringing once i was at, at training i was trying to set the standards and everything else but they had been around for 10 12 years and they were desperate to win in all ireland and everything else so um they were always had a nice quiet word in my ear they knew that was the way to do it with me mm-hmm. it wasn't kind of make it a big deal of it yeah um, so they, I learned a lot about respect um, during that time as well um, and seeing other people's when you're a part of the team as well
0: yeah and obviously you went on to the All-Ireland then that year so you must have had a close bond did you just have many bonding weekends or what was it like
2: 2010
0: yeah or say the build up to it
2: the build up there really wasn't that much going on in the build up to it it was all that you were focused on your next game probably because we are in the qualifiers yeah, yeah. games were coming say so even previous fast. to
0: it or in the league or no, well
2: over a few years yeah there have been plenty of sessions like yeah yeah there would
0: have been but yeah it's probably all got very close that's why you know i always think the team that's the closest that hang around together probably have their nights out to have do like gym together whatever it is as the winning team it wasn't like that for you where he's all close-knit
1: it was probably the training environment we trained up at the abbey um just up the road from here yeah and we trained very hard um and kind of with the qualifiers you win you recover you win you recover yeah. you win recover and we saw a lot of each other and there wasn't really time for that um social as such but you were kind of deeper level than that you were training together you were recovering together you were watching reviews of games that went well together and that really did stand by us um yeah. in in tough moments in games when we were hanging on against Kerry at times Brandy made a few massive saves against Kerry in the all quarter quarterfinal and then against Kildare as well. Still upset with that goal you let in that day. Yeah, oh, my. Seven steps, was yeah, it? Yeah,
2: seven. Maybe more than seven <laughs> steps, but I still just received saved it.
1: But uh, <laughs> they were ones that you like, specialised in. But yeah. I think it was more just kind of that routine that we had, that uh, there was a real respect within the group. Like, we would still, I'd still be friendly with every one of those players. Yeah. Like, there was no groups or cliques yeah. or anything like that, like, which was maybe unique.
2: With that particular year, the, that run went on, the journey we're on, like, Everybody together, was, that was your family. The people at home weren't your family world you were spending so much time. And it was, that's just the environment you're in. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you if Bodhi has had to say the best player you played alongside, if you had to choose one each, who would you choose?
1: For me, Benny Coulter is like the obvious, the only answer, yeah. like, and that includes AFL. Um, wow. Yeah. Just probably not the most gifted athlete in the world in terms of, wasn't the fittest, the strongest, whatever, but his intelligence, like his his football yeah. intelligence, his ability in the big moments to just grab a game and win it for down over a long period, like I just he was just so good with his movement, his skills, um and then in those big moments as well. For me in training as well yeah. um absolute standout. Yeah. And Brandy for yeah,
2: you? Yeah, Benny's right up Benny's up there as well. It's probably hard. That's a real hard
0: question. It's a very hard question, yeah. yeah.
1: Benny would be up there alright
2: yeah. yeah so he would be you know, he's fantastic and even playing against him for the club and stuff he would have broke your heart because he would be he just would have broke your heart scoring goals for fun and <laughs> you could never you couldn't have done anything with him and then you got to see him like, again at close qu- quarters training for Down, and like, you would have even though you are his teammate you would have looked up to him because he could probably do the things that some other people couldn't do like, yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: and at the minute there's so many changes going on with the structure and you have the tier 2 championship for the likes of Down. what do you make of that what's your views on it do you think a two-tier competition is a good thing or
1: it makes the league important that's for sure yeah um personally i wouldn't go to a tier two game um Mm -hmm. i think if they were doing it right you would either be in tier one or you're in tier two with a opportunity if you win it or you get in the semi-finals you then can play in tier two tier one the following year
0: okay yeah i
1: just think it's ridiculous that you start out in tier one and then if you're in a certain Position in the league, which is a different competition, uh, then you have to enter tier two. It's yeah, I think if they made tier two a standalone competition where division three and division four teams played, and then there was a clear avenue out of there, whether it was the top four or the semi finalists up, they then move up into tier one in the championship the following year. But the fact that you're going to be playing in the Ulster or Championship or and then you're down yeah. in the tier two. Yeah. I just think it's ridiculous. The players didn't vote for it, did they? The players?
0: I don't think the players got a say really on them things. It sort of goes to the GA Council at Croke like yeah. Park and, yeah, of the bring it in. decisions, yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, this is it. But like, I don't know, I suppose they just thought maybe the likes of maybe Leitrim or, you know, the yeah. counties that maybe start out their year every year and they think, oh, there's not much hope to progress. But I agree with what you're saying to maybe if there was a chance to if you got to the semi-finals finals mm-hmm. to push on because we were asking Steve McDonald the same question and he was saying you know to be starting your year knowing you can't go for Sam Maguire like you know mm-hmm. it's, it's not a nice yeah. you know feeling but yeah we'll see how it goes and what about the mark coming in this year as well what's your views on that
1: there's so many parts of it that I sort of obviously haven't played Australian rules where the mark was always yeah. a part of the game like if a defender catches the ball that's played in is it a mark to him
0: um, no, so if the defender kicks it in, say it's a corner forward. So basically I think what they're trying to do is if it's a they're trying to introduce the long ball more. Yeah. So they can like it's a mark, they can stop and just pop what, it over the bar. Just
1: say there's like a one on one battle say just say it's um uh who's who's say Michael Murphy's playing mm-hmm. on Lee Keegan and um McBurdy pings one in and yeah. Lee Keegan catches it, is it? Can he take his mark as a defender and go back, or does he have to play on? Jeez, I, I don't know. I
0: think it's know, just to promote the ball going in. think it just in. I is it it just is, the it could be so wrong, but I think it it's just uh, I just it's think the there's going to
1: be so much complications yeah. because nobody really understands. And then it's the player's discretion. Does he want to take his mark or not? Yeah. How far does he go back? Where does the defending player stand when he's hitting his free? It's a complex rule. Um,
0: and they just take from like that inside corner four or taking on their marker, what everyone yeah. wants to see.
1: Mm. Now yeah. they can just stop
0: 14 yards and pop it over.
1: That's I can see the theory in it. Yeah. Um, and we probably will see some high fielding, which would be good. Yeah. But there's, it's not just a simple rule. It's, yeah. There's so many sub parts to the rule mm-hmm. um, that I think will cause chaos at club level in particular.
2: If they take the mark, if the four takes the mark, Can they obviously take mark, but then can he play on? No, I don't think so.
1: Not once he's Once he's taken it, yeah. He he has to make that decision straight away. Sort of like with the kickouts now. Say if you
0: do with the kickout and you catch it and you stop, or you could just play on. Right, okay. But if you decide to stop, well then you've took your mark, isn't it? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think so, but...
0: It's hard to know, and I'm sure the refs are going to be
1: the same as us. going. in in Australian rules, if you take a mark, Mm. whatever you want to do, you can do, you can go back then you can kick it you can hand pass it you can run with it yeah yeah even if you initially take the mark you you can still it's still your discretion you've eight seconds to play it but if you decide to play it before that you can do it whatever way which is good because you might win an unbelievably good ball and then suddenly you go back and it's given a mark but then you might think to yourself a split second later I I should have taken him on there so I think it's going to create a lot of um, conundrums in players' heads and it won't be good for forward play. Like,
0: Yeah, and obviously we've seen there recently, Mickey Arr came out um, just saying about players going over to the AFL and I don't know if he was aiming it at you or not that some players are giving them reason to go.
1: or I don't think the rule changes um, will have anything to do with um, sort of scouting and, and things like that um, and obviously you know, I, I, I wanted to defend what the kind of irish players or or former afl players involvements more around mentoring that the clubs are massive in their own right they do their own recruiting and and further that it's not like clubs are coming over and stealing guys from their homes and um throwing (laughs) them into these like players are contacting (laughs) afl clubs every single day there's irish players probably not the profile of katham McShane, but they're reaching out to clubs saying how do i get a chance how do i get noticed so yeah you know, it, it's it's happening in a in, in a lot of respects, but I was just keen to just to highlight that it's certainly not um former players saying, Oh hi, hey, you go to Adelaide now, like it's a such a thorough process.
0: Yeah. And so for the bodies is then going forward, what's the hope then, Brendy? You're helping with your club team?
2: Yeah, helping with the club team, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. again it's different for me this year, so starting as of tomorrow. Oh right. Three, three times a week. and <laughs> it'll be different.
0: So you'll know all about it then you'll be back to taking the bag, going out the yeah. door and you'll be cursing it then.
2: Yeah, I'll be laughing, looking, for, <laughs> looking for babysitters and getting yeah. out through the door. And that'll be, I'll be that'll be looking forward to it. Looking, yeah. forward to, looking, to, looking forward to a game and having a, a good interest in it again. And a, a new g- challenge. You will, it? You yeah. Will, yeah, looking forward to it. I am really looking forward to it. Probably it's taking that time away from it to get, me, get the hunger back to say, right, I want to I be here again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Could you make any appearances yourself if no. they need anyone to stand in?
2: I've done that uh, for three games last year <laughs> oh, and I was brutal. <laughs> yeah it was brilliant probably, and I, probably <laughs> I was nervous i went through the whole emotions again that when i first started but yeah I, thought, well, I was nervous and i was doubting obviously whenever le- there's ex- an expectancy of you like, yeah i'm back now i brandy i'll just yeah, fit in again you know, but i was so so out of touch it was unreal like i was setting guessing, everything i was trying to do everything was going wrong i let in two horror goals against dara cross in the league game down dark cross and i was away from it and to me that was the best thing ever happened to me because i thought that's that door closed it's done that's that done does it because i had a bit of an itch yeah should i be still play yeah should either. i should i go and i went and i, I scratched the itch and, and i'm not scratching anymore. more <laughs> <laughs> you got what you need and you're done
0: <laughs> and what about for you marty so what are you up to now then
1: um well i uh i'm in manage i'm involved in management Sorry, as, yeah St. Yeah, yeah. Um, John's, yeah, mm-hmm. John's, so uh, this will be actually my third year with them, which has flown in. But yeah. as a player, I didn't never lost any sleep. But as a manager, you it's totally <laughs> different. I'm I'm down as a guy, Francie Poland, um, Mayor Bridge, man, and I'm learning a lot from him. And I'm, I'm ringing friends who have um, you know success in management and um, some higher profile managers too, trying to build it up my experience. Yeah, um, I want to have a unique aspect too of what I learned in Australia, and but definitely to keep climbing the ranks and yeah. management is something that I I really do enjoy having that influence and I'd love to be able to sort of there's a lot of teams playing the same um sort of football at the minute. Um, and I'd love to be able to come up with something that's attractive and um is Different. able is able to yeah break down if a team's setting up with multiple players behind the ball um instead of just accepting this is the way is it trying to throw different things at it yeah and come up with ideas as well obviously you need to work with good people and, and everything and have the right players but i do love that side of it
0: and that's intermediate isn't it,
1: it yeah they're down intermediate um, and
0: then brandy are you what is your club is it senior or intermediate
1: intermediate no. oh there yeah,
0: you go so yeah. yeah so you'll be meeting yeah. each other then along the way well, yeah. hopefully yeah. not yeah, we well, have all the insights, mate. That's my night.
1: old team as well, so yeah. hopefully they, they avoid great, each yeah. other. But we'll see. Is your
2: John playing?
1: Yeah, John. Uh, his five
2: retirements. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, five retirements. Five. Social weekend. media announcements. I retire. This. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. What's his
1: name? My brother, who plays for the team I'm coaching, he retires every year. Yeah, <laughs> he's thirty-seven or eight now. But yeah. oh, play to be fair, he is. He is playing very well. So oh, we well managed, yeah. managed to convince him to, to hang around for another year.
0: Right. So and do you <laughs> have any regrets then looking back on your careers? <laughs> it's tough to ask that.
2: Yeah, 2010 obviously is a big one, not one in the All-Ireland 2010 Like, But sure, you can't turn back time.
0: No. hmm.
2: If it was Marty McFly and maybe had a time machine <laughs> back to the future, it would, be, mm-hmm. it would have been brilliant
1: to change that, Like, but sure yeah can't change it yeah no that, that, that's the obvious one because yeah. obviously down have been nowhere since no. either um so you you know i think that's why um certain teams in hurling and in football can't afford maybe to lose one because mm-hmm. they say you, mm. you need to lose one to win one but we all sort of um knew that that was just this was it like it was now or it was it was going to be a long time again before yeah. we got back so of course you think could have worked harder, could have been more aggressive that yeah. day on the pitch. Um, there's nothing you can do, so you just have to let it go.
0: Yeah. No, it's tough, definitely. Um, I think to get to an All-Ireland obviously is amazing in itself, but yeah, one point is it's tough to take, I'm mm-hmm. sure. And we'll finish it up on this one then. So if you had any advice maybe for players watching this now that are just like you, starting out maybe with their intercounty careers, what would you say to them? Or maybe club lads coming in
1: advice
0: even if it's maybe something you worked on a lot or to
1: yeah look I, I always um just make your strength your like a real big strength I was struggling um in Australia in my probably second year and that was from Brendan that was across um I was sort of out of form and I went to the head coach guy called Mick Malthouse and he said I said look I'm I feel I'm not really contributing the way I could be and he said what's your main strength and I said my kicking, and he said, go out and practice your kicking. Just go out and just keep working on your kick. Working, make it just such an asset that everything else will fall in around it. And I think a lot of coaches try and say, oh, work on your opposite side or um, work on something you're not good at. But if you make your strength or strengths exceptional yeah. at that elite level, then, and that worked for me, and I was able to come out of my form slump and build everything around my main strength, which is my kicking. And I just thought it was brilliant advice. So if you're a guy who loves a gym and you're out of form, go to the gym, keep doing that, keep pushing yourself there. Or if it's, if you're someone who's, you know, if it's, if it's a defender, who's just exceptional at coming out with the ball, focus on that side of your game loads and that hopefully will get you out of the slump. So
0: Yeah, that's great advice. And Brandy, for you, for
2: any goalkeepers up and coming? I'll just... It probably uh stands out, you just train hard and keep trying better in yourself. But at a stage when I was playing for down and was maybe uh questioning myself whether I should should be there or not, because there was times when I was playing in the early part I couldn't seem to get near any balls, I couldn't seem to make any saves and stuff and it was really frustrating me. So mm. at that particular time I was work- I started working on the mental side of things, you know, saying cliches in my head, saying things over, bits of things wrote down in paper that I would constantly say to myself. Yeah. And constantly and it wasn't. It was shortly after that that things started to happen for me, and I started to make these saves. Things started to become more. Maybe not that before I was trying too hard, but I was. It just started to happen. I don't know why that's coincidence, but that really, really worked for me. Like, really worked for me.
0: Brilliant! Yeah, yeah. that's so great advice, and it's probably different advice than we've got from everyone we've asked. So, yeah. no, that's great. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Thank thanks, you. lads. Thanks a so lot. Cheers. Enough. Thank you.